everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Online Warriors podcast. If you are very confused right now, I don't blame you. I do not sound like a legal 86. No, that's illegal. It's illegal talking right now. Or it was. He just... Voice modula- modulizer? Yeah. This is his Darth Vader voice modulator that I'm hearing. <laughs> No, it is me, Nerd Bomber, and unfortunately, Illegal 86 is not with us, and he also won't be with us next week either, or for the secret segment. You guys have a lot of Nerd Bomber and Tactic time coming at you in the next couple weeks, but never fear, he will be back. The Illegal will come to roost once more. I feel like there should have been a sound effect, like a... No, is that... What does an eagle make? What kind of sound? Oh, I did a rooster. Yeah, no, he is an eagle. I don't know. I don't know what sound an eagle makes. It's like a high pitch. Is it? How weird. So obviously he is gone, but never you fear. We have lots of nerd news to cover today. We actually have, that's right, four different topics to talk about this week. We're going to be talking about the new trailer for Gen V, a spinoff of The Boys on Amazon, a fun scented game controller. Hmm. A potential return of Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, question mark? Also, hmm. And a rebranding of one of the more popular social media networks of all time. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it. So, Tactic, I have a question for you. Yes. If you could have a controller smell like anything in the world, you're playing a game and there's a scent coming out of your controller somehow... What is that smell? What would you want it to smell like? That is a that's an that's a really interesting <laughs> ask. Hard hitting questions yeah, here on the Online Wars podcast. If I had, so here's the thing: whatever the controller smells like, I have this weird feeling the odor would almost like stain my hands, and I'd be stuck with my hands smelling like that. So I'd want it to be something that, like, if my hands smell that way, it kind of makes sense. So I'm gonna go with like a standard cologne scent. See, imagine though, like the plastic itself isn't imbued with the scent. Imagine maybe there's like a fan or something. I don't really know how this is going to work, but there's a fan or something like blowing the scent in your face. So it's not going to get on your hands necessarily. It's just going to blow a slight, gentle, smelly breeze up at your nose. What would you want then? Still cologne? If it was a gentle breeze, I think it would be like, you know, when you have like a really kind of fruity cocktail and you're like, ooh, this smells like like almost like lemonade lemonade is the scent lemonade like a strawberry lemonade specifically that's the scent because then it's like it's pleasant it's almost like a floral aroma it's enjoyable it's not something that you can like you know when like there's certain like greasy foods that are good but then you're like "Mm, i don't want to be smelling that right now yeah no that 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 is a a non-starter for me i personally would probably want to go with vanilla but I know that sounds really basic, but I am vanilla everything. Do I have a candle in my house? Vanilla. Doesn't matter what time of year. Straight vanilla. Do I have body wash? Of course I have body wash. You don't, I wash you don't want a pumpkin spice controller? No, I want vanilla. Vanilla is just this very comforting flavor. And I can just imagine myself getting like super sweaty playing a video game. And like the calm aroma of vanilla wafting through my nostrils would like calm me down a little bit. You know? I just, I like to smell like vanilla. I like my house to smell like vanilla. I like cookies that smell like vanilla. I like French vanilla coffee. Ooh, French vanilla coffee would be a really good scent. No, I'm going to change mine to chai. The scent of chai. Interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen you drink that. Whatever be that way. (laughs) Guys, if you have a specific scent of controller that you would be super jazzed to get, let us know over on 
Twitter slash X. We'll talk about that later. At Online Warriors One, at OW Nerdbomber, at OW Tectic, or over on threads at Online Warriors Podcast. Because we have no particular reason why she was asking any of these questions, right? She just wanted to know what you want your hands to smell like. <laughs> Actually, Microsoft is coming out with a pizza scented Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle custom controller it's a very limited edition controller apparently there's a scent diffuser that's strapped into the back of the controller in the shape of a pizza so the controller itself won't always smell like pizza you can take that pizza thing off the back of the controller it seems kind of bulky honestly in my opinion i don't know how long i would want it on there anyway but you can't buy this anywhere. It's just part of a sweepstakes giveaway, but there's four different variations, one for each of the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And honestly, it looks pretty cool though. Like, I don't know if I care about the pizza scent, but the design of these controllers look pretty sick. That's someone who's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan though. So I agree. The controller does look sick. And here, what the interesting part about this is, is with it mounting on the back, I wonder if it's an electronic diffuser and if it's pulling or if it's pulling power from the battery pack. Interesting. You know, I didn't think about that, but it, if it's an electronic diffuser, I think it would almost have to, right? Maybe. if Because the other side of it is, could it be the battery, right? Are you getting like, is that the whole assembly? And if you took it out, then do you need a separate battery? Like, I have so many questions about this. And then here's the other side, which, like, here's where my head goes to. If I have a removable pizza diffuser, do you know where, where I want to put that? In your car. Belt buckle. Why your belt buckle? I don't know. A pizza you belt buckle like, that, like, smells like pizza? You want your, like, crotch area to smell like pizza? Uh, yes. Crotch pizza. Yes. That's 100% yes. A million times yes. I, I don't know about that. I will say I don't I think I would probably take the diffuser off because I like to have rechargeable battery packs and I like them to be ones where you don't plug them in. I like to just be able to like stick them on a dock. This looks a little cumbersome. Like I would probably take the pizza off and just use the controller and the pizza would get lost in a drawer somewhere. It's a cool concept in theory. I would probably never use it or maybe I'd put it in my car depending on how it's powered. Like always having the scent of pizza in your car, not the worst thing. Like, you know, when you pick up a pizza from a pizza place and then for the next like 24 hours, your car smells like pizza. That's good stuff. I, and it, that's the other side. I don't think it's going to smell like pizza place pizza. I think it's going to smell like, you remember the scratch and sniffs where they're like, yeah, this is totally going to smell like that. And, oh, and yeah. it smells like this like manufactured smell where it's like, it's going to smell like combos pizza. That's what it's going to smell like. Hey, don't, don't knock on combos, man. Combos, pizza flavor combos. The well, the flavors combo. were close, but you can tell what they were like this manufactured version. I mean, of the what... flavors are they? I'll be real. The flavors don't smell or taste like pizza. It's like weird processed cheese and like spice. So yeah, okay, I kind of get that. Maybe it'll smell like bagel bites though. Ooh. I think they could have just saved a lot of costs in the manufacturing. Just eighty six the pizza. It's a neat concept, but just the controller. Is, is where they should have went with this. Well, I think, so like, do you think the pizza is the reason why these are only sweepstakes only sort of deals? Like, I feel like they could have sold these controllers on their own and I would have bought one. I'll, I, no, I, no, I'll bet you they lost money on this. 
well, I guess the profit margins on controllers are ridiculous. Well, right, but like they're giving them away. No one's buying these. Do you think the pizza is the thing that's driving that? Like if these were just cool looking controllers, like custom controllers, they could probably sell these for 80 bucks. Like they do the standard custom, not custom, but like, you know, the exclusive limited edition controller. And I think people would buy these. Now the question is, what turtle would you buy? Ref. What? Of course. I would buy Leonardo. Well, that's because you're silly. I have one more. I have a sort of a, like a tangential question. So assuming that the pizza is the battery pack, if they started manufacturing various food-related battery packs, would you buy that? No, I would probably just buy a battery pack. But like I already have a battery pack in my controller. Like I don't, I, I wouldn't buy that. Sorry. But that, I would but have that no proves my that. point that the pizza is dumb. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think the pizza would be the first thing to go. But the controller themselves, like, they look sweet. I like them a lot. I'm sad that I can't just buy the controller without the pizza thingy. Yeah. I'm sad that you can't buy these controllers, period. Someone in the marketing like. team was stoned. That's like, like do you think? Do you think this would smell really great if it smelled like pizza? No, it wasn't even a question. They just said, they, and it was, there was it's like, this, dude. It was this arrogant pizza. confidence. It was, guys, have I got an idea for you? And then they just, they didn't even finish. They just dropped the mic and went straight to manufacturing. That was it. Well, I mean, it worked. I, like I said, I like them. They're going to be out there. You can apparently enter into the contest. I think it's on Twitter slash X. That's so weird. I hate saying that. You got we got we got to roll into that second because you keep dropping that. Yeah, people think you're gonna talk. You're talking about a, one of them pornos. Well, so again, just to finish off, you can enter to win these controllers by apparently going to the Xbox Game Pass Twitter slash X and hope you win. Fingers crossed. If any of you guys win it, you're gonna have to report back on what the pizza actually smells like because right now we're both skeptical. But yeah, so that's that's the next topic. Then we're gonna roll right into. So Twitter, the social media we know, we love, some of us hate. We love to hate scroll. We love to love scroll. We love to scroll and tweet and retweet. It's now being rebranded as X. So they're getting rid of the bird logo. They're getting rid of, you know, the name. And now the logo is just this X from, it looks like a font that I've seen before somewhere. Like the app, the website, it's all transitioning over Twitter is no more. What do you think about this tactic? X.com is the main domain that redirects to Twitter. <sighs> Twitter is so uh, so well established. I don't know that anyone's even going to bother calling it that. I think it's just going to be this thing that no one's going to acknowledge, like at all. People are going to still say, go to Twitter, and they're going to say X is dumb. Plus X, like I, like I said before, X seems very reminiscent of like a porno website. Well, Elon Musk has been trying, like, what, regardless of what you feel about him, he has been trying to make X happen for a long time now. And I don't understand. It feels like a very, like, millennium type reference. Like, and X was all over the place. I feel like back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, that's not, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. SpaceX. That's, that's why. That's no, his but, thing. Like he, I think he had already had X.com. Like he bought that in the past. I read somewhere. Like he has been trying to make X as like a an aesthetic, I guess, for his brands happen for a really long time. And I just, I think the thing for me as someone who, you know, I have worked on multiple websites, multiple podcasts. One of the hardest things is, you know, branding and getting a reputable brand. And one of the things that hurts, so like, 
we used to own a website and nerdbomber.com was the website. And, you know, I stole my moniker from that and carried it over just as like an homage to something that we had put a lot of work in. But one of the big pitfalls then when we transitioned to the Online Warriors podcast was a lot of our visitors and our traffic did not carry over because it was a completely separate brand. We basically created something brand new and all of the people who knew us from nerdbomber.com, like there were a few faithful who followed us over. And But like we, at one point, we had like hundreds of thousands of people coming to our website daily and we lost all of that traffic. We got a fraction of that to carry over to the Online Warriors podcast. And I just don't understand, like Twitter has been around for so long and cemented itself not only as a brand that everyone knows, but like tweeting is a verb that people use. Like it's become entrenched in the English language dialogue, like tweeting, retweeting, subtweeting. It's just, it's very strange as a brand focused person to want to throw out all of that goodwill and free advertising because it's so entrenched, like I said, in our language for something new and something that's not super iconic. Like like you said, Tactic X kind of sounds like an adult website. And I don't know, I guess I just, I don't understand. I wish I knew the mentality behind this choice. I, I, I have a couple comments. So as far as the comparison to, you know, changing from nerdbomber.com to online warriors well that that was also because we changed websites completely right he's just rebranding the existing website so it's not like he's going to lose that following however i understand but like there are people who don't necessarily they're not on the internet as much as we are and most people know what twitter is like my I, I guess, retired, retiree parents who have never been on Twitter in their life, they know what Twitter is. If I go to them tomorrow and I say, hey, I saw this on X, they're going to be like, what? Like, what is that, you know, pop culture show, like X Factor or something? They're going to be like, is, what are you talking about? Is it like a new TV show? They're not going to know what it is. And they did know and they had never used Twitter before. So even though he's keeping the same, like X.com is redirecting to Twitter. Twitter shows the X branding, but people won't know what it is in day-to-day language. People who aren't on it all the time won't recognize it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. The other thing that, that I I really couldn't agree more was the getting rid of Twitter also falls into getting rid of tweets. Tweets don't make sense anymore. So what is he going to say? Hey, uh, I crossed you. Like, that just sounds like angst like angry every time we post something x marks the spot oh no oh no (laughs) it's incredibly corny so it's either corny or aggressive i don't think there's a there's a way to do well with x it just it's not fun it's not carefree it's not it doesn't have this sense of community and i and i really it bothers me because we live in a society where a lot of these companies and so on and so forth rely on market research you know we always hear oh yeah we we, we took that that idea to a panel and they reviewed it and it was 50 percent positive 50 percent negative or whatever the split is and this is just elon musk being elon musk i like x i want x like the man doesn't think he just reacts he's, he's just a knee-jerk guy and i can't stand that it's so unpredictable and kind of unhinged well it's also like it feels very sterile and one of the things like you just said Twitter is known for building community. And I know it's been like up and down the last few years, but 
we've met a decent amount of people via Twitter, people that we would never have talked to that live on the other side of the planet. And something about that bird logo and just like tweeting just feels like a like you said, more community-driven thing, Axe just feels Black mirror-y. It, it yeah. feels black mirror-y. It feels almost kind of like the metaverse, too. Like, something about those two brands just feel, like, too futuristic and not human enough. And there is just something very nice about Twitter just feeling not... Threatening is not the right word. I can't really put my finger on it, but, like, it just feels a little bit more human somehow. I mean, it, I guess it ties in with, like... You know, the the general consensus that these billionaires are robotic individuals and don't know how to relate to the, the common man. So this is just another data point. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, will this drive more people to something like Threads? Will this drive more people to other platforms in general? I don't I don't know. And like if this causes Twitter to go down, is Threads the answer? What is the answer? I'm really glad you brought that up because and and Props to the Zuck. Threads actually is carefree. And if they even went so far as making that white thread a little colorful thread, whew. It is. When you log on, it's like pinkish rainbow color. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. A million times I'm in. Going on threads with my pizza belt buckle. <laughs> crotch pizza. That's going to be your... Uh, hashtag your th- crotch pizza. There's no hashtags yet on threads. They're working on it, but not yet. Uh, um, at symbol crotch pizza. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, let us know what you guys think about this on X potentially or on threads or somewhere else, I guess. Get at us. Are you going to stick around for the new phase of Twitter slash X? Are you going to move into greener pastures, literally a different color because the X logo is just black and white? What is your plan? What are your thoughts on this? Does it even impact you at all? Do you not care? Are you just not going to update your Twitter app and really not think about it? We want to know. We want to hear your thoughts. Now, before we move into the next couple news topics, we do want to take our customary break. But before we do that, we have to give a very, very special shout out to our good friend and Patreon producer, Stephen Keller. Props to Stephen Keller. He has been with us on our Patreon for quite a while now, supporting us at the top rank. And with that, he gets the benefit of voting on the games that we do most episodes. Unfortunately, with a duo episode, we won't have a game this week, but he gets to vote on that. He gets to listen to our secret segments every month. He gets access to our monthly vlogs. And occasionally he gets to come on the show for a guest spot and his guest spot will be coming up soon. So keep your ears open for that. Always a very exciting time to have him on. We want to thank him so much. And if you want to be as cool as Steven is, you can head on over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. We have three different tiers. We have the page, the squire, and the night. The three tiers are at three different price levels, get you a few different types of reward levels, but all three levels get you access to our monthly secret segment. Super cool kind of off-topic, off-news banter between the three of us, sometimes two of us. It's a good time and, you know, it helps us keep the lights on over here and we really appreciate it. Thank you, Stephen, again. And now we're going to take our little break. Hi, I'm Kevin DeCristofano. And I'm Sean Flanagan. And we are the Ninja Turtle Nerds, your weekly podcast covering the Ninja Turtle comic book series one issue at a time. Plus the video games, the cartoon show, the VHS tapes. If it's Ninja Turtles, we'll cover it. Ninja Turtle Nerds is available wherever you get your podcast. 
with a superhero segment of the show. So there's two big superhero kind of pieces of news slash gossip. And the first one has to do with the boys. And if you boys. haven't the boys, if you haven't watched the boys, uh, this is an Amazon Prime show. It's very gory. It's based off the comic book series, but essentially it's a world where there's a group of people who are kind of standing against your stereotypical superhero kind of conglomerate who more or less are kind of like the Avengers in their world. And they actually are kind of corrupt because, you know, power corrupts even the good people. And so as, you know, the the main, I don't want to call them the Avengers again, but the main, the six, I guess, rise to power, they typically are not great people and they do bad things. And they're actually called the seven. In the is boys. it the seven? Yeah. Oh, man. It's been a while. You know, there's a lot of breaks between seasons with the show. But yeah, so the seven, you know, they're not the best people. And it's a darker take on, you know, the superhero genre. So we have gotten a new teaser trailer for a spinoff of that called Gen V. And Gen V is going to be a little bit focused on a younger crowd. So it's based around a superheroes only college. And it seems like at this college, classmates are learning how to harness their powers, you know, direct their powers, become better superheroes. But at the same time, they're kind of competing against each other. And just like in the boys, they're not all good people. And it seems like there's a lot of danger and evil afoot for the what appears to be like the main set of characters in the trailer to deal with. Yeah. So originally when I saw this trailer, I was like, oh, this is just going to be like X-Men where you're, you have Xavier and they're in the school for, for mutants. And it's just going to be kind of like, like we'll call it day-to-day high school drama in a superhero setting. Where, but it's like, obviously the boys realistic, kind of what real people would be like. But then this trailer took a spin of, it was like, it felt like it was almost like a horror take and I was like, holy cow, this this really seems a lot like the boys' take of the 2020 film, The New Mutants. Did you get that vibe? I did, almost instantly. To me, it seemed like, you know, this school was going to be the pipeline for Vought Industries to kind of like what we saw with Starlight and the boys, fast track people in their path to superstardom as a superhero. But it really seems like it's a darker take that they're all kind of out of control and almost pitting superheroes against each other in a Hunger Games-ish sort of like competition to see which ones are strong enough to rise to the top. This is actually really interesting. Like when I first heard about the boys spinoff, I was just like, mm, spinoffs to me, they don't really do it for me. Like The Walking Dead has so many spinoffs. And not only was I just exhausted from The Walking Dead, and I think you were too tactic, but there were just too many spinoffs. I didn't care about the new characters. It just felt like a retread of the original series with a new cast of characters. And this at least feels like they're approaching the world of the boys from a different lens that we're not seeing in the main show. It's not just the same thing with a different cast of characters. It's just a completely different aspect of the world. And I like that. So with with Vought's involvement, do you think it's going to be akin to Sky High where there were there were people and they'd be like hero, hero, villain, 
hero because we've already seen they're manufacturing their own villain right that's why they, they're shipping v up to like other countries to other countries then it's more specifically countries that we have issues with at, at that time right and so it kind of makes sense that if Vought's involved at this younger thing at this younger level that they could really start to like identify who would be good villains and who would be good heroes and it's really just becomes almost almost a show and it has nothing to do with saving the day or anything, which, again, we've seen before, so it wouldn't necessarily be beneath them. It's just another method to pull the strings in this vast puppet show. I don't know if they're necessarily going to have it be like a public show. Like, I think from an outward perspective, and this is now getting into like not more public that we're show, not sure. puppet show. Well, I know, but I don't think that it's going to be them necessarily outwardly picking villains, but I think more so breeding the most powerful superheroes that may not be heroes. They may not be good people. I mean, look at Homelander. Homelander was not a good person, but yet they were able to make him super powerful, but then control him enough to show him like, hey, this is what you have to like put on for a public persona, but then you can rule the world sort of deal. And I think that what we're going to see in this show is potentially like the main character that we are introduced to right off the bat in the trailer. I feel like she's probably there because she genuinely wants to be like a good superhero and make a difference, kind of like Starlight. But what we're probably going to see is most of the school are just horrible people who much like most of the seven, you know, Vought Industries is just kind of helping them become more powerful, even if they suck, so that, you know, they can still maintain power over everybody with their superheroes. I think it'll be like a clash between people who genuinely thought they were going to be doing something good and then people who are just there for power. Kind of like the Homelander slash Starlight clash but on a more microscopic level that's out of the public eye so they can actually fight each other. So it, so again, these are superpowered beings, not necessarily, like, how do you keep that out of the public eye? Do you, do you think they're like in like a force field? Like, I, I, I do, I highly wonder Vought's involvement to try to manipulate and do this. And that's why the show intrigues me because it's like, to what end are they going to go to, like you said, keep it out of the public eye? Or alternatively, maybe sneak the public eye into it to go, wow, look at this person. Look at these competitions. Like, think about it. They have kids in beauty pageants for regular people. Why not for superheroes kind of thing? I don't know. Penny, for your thoughts. I'm definitely like, I was not interested in a boys spinoff, but now I am. So they did a really good job with this, this trailer because I would not have really cared about this otherwise. I also enjoyed the the classification of like, you know, going back to X-Men, right? They have Omega level mutants and we have this this girl that manipulates blood, which that's freaking scary. <laughs> and so I like that they're tearing these these superheroes in the same vein. This this is hardcore X-Men vibes and I'm here for it because X-Men's awesome. So this is apparently going to be coming out September 29th, the first three episodes, and then you'll get new episodes every week through November 3rd. So let us know if you're planning on watching this. I'm definitely, my interest is peaked here. I'm very interested in checking this out. And you know, there were a lot of like crossover characters, cameos that you saw between you know, Gen V and the boys, like some of the the people in Vought Industries will be kind of apparently involved in this university. So very interesting. Really looking forward to this one. And then last but not least, and it's a shame that Illegal is not here because he would be fanboying like crazy. Yeah, it's fine. It'd be 10 minutes of him going Toba, 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 Toba. Well, 
Toby may be making a return. There are some rumors out there that Sam Raimi might be making a Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire donning the Spidey suit yet again. Also, Illegal would go, Rami? 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 (laughs) (laughs) But apparently, Thomas Hayden Church, who played Sandman, he played Sandman in the og spider-man movies and he made an appearance sorry spoiler alert in no way home he was on uh i guess an interview with comic book saying that you know he's heard rumors that this is going to happen with toby mcguire and he wanted to you know be part of it and first of all how do you think that they would you know rein this into the current marvel universe do you they think- won't and they shouldn't no should not even Zero- though he's already appeared in the mcu tangentially yeah, they should make, they should basically, it should be post No Way Home. He should make like comments about what happened, but it should be back in his world talking about, or not talking about, but facing new new threats as, as old man Spider-Man. People love old man Spider-Man. Honestly, this would be really good, especially since we've heard, you know, the news that Disney is going to be kind of pulling back some of their MCU production because, you know, they've said that they're they're making too much and that it's kind of burning people out. I think this would be a good opportunity, you know, while they're planning their next steps and how to actually move forward with mainline MCU without burning people out, you know, kind of return to a character that so many people love. I mean, Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire is up until I think No Way Home was pretty much universally considered the best Spider-Man movie ever made. And people love Toby. Like even emo Toby, people loved him. I think it would be a good way to kind of deflect from the, I don't necessarily want to call it a mess, but like the kind of mess that's happening with the mainline MCU and just kind of pivot and be like, here is a standalone thing that you can follow, a character you already know and love. You don't have to watch 18,000 things to understand what happened here. It's just a return to this character and this actor and this universe that you liked and keep it by itself. Like you said, I think it's a good idea to like acknowledge that it happened. You can't pretend like that character was not part of the MCU even for a split second, but then just go back and make it like a mainland series. I would watch the shit out of that. I think they should they should do based like I said, Old Man Spider-Man where the the city is kind of ran by an authoritarian police force and there's like no villains, but it's all about like getting back to normalcy. Like, oh, that would be so good because it's like a far cry from like the superhero movie and it's more like a dystopian future with Spider-Man. So would you not have then like a main big bad? Like, would you have any of the Spider-Man villains show up? Yes, but but it would be there wouldn't be villains. That's what's the beauty. It's it's trying to take back the city from this author, authoritarian force, and it'd so be a you, team up movie. So you're thinking more almost like a Gotham sort of deal, where like the city is like overrun. Almost, I'm trying to think like in the video game. You know when and this I guess spoilers to take over the, super to to fight Superman's authoritarian rule. I know what you're talking about. Super what Superman? Yeah, aren't you talking about the Injustice timeline? No, no, no. I'm talking about like the the... bad guys and the good guys team up. No, I'm just talking about Batman as a whole. Like Gotham is kind of just like a dark, seedy city after a while. And Batman is basically the one beacon of darkness trying to take the city or beacon of light rather trying to take the city back. No, I'm saying, well, sort of yes and no. I'm so in this future that I'm referring to. There is is... like a comic storyline. Yes. There is no like villains there's no there's no even superheroes right peter parker works in a flower shop like no villains no superheroes but it's 
super merciless, no questions asked, will gun you down police force. And that's also like too far the other way, right? And so it'd be kind of a neat take, like I said, on a dystopian future for like Sandman, Spider-Man, and, you know, some other handful of, of cast and crew to try to take back the city. That'd be just, that'd just be so cool. Don't you think? I don't know if I would want to see that. I think I would want to go back. So it'd be like Hunger Games. Sure. But I don't think I want that. I think for me, I've seen so much of the MCU and superhero movies now be so complicated and so complex for so long. I just want a return to what Spider-Man was back when Toby was at the helm. Like I want just a movie where there's one bad guy and he has to figure out how to beat him. And that's it. I don't I don't want this like dark overarching plot line. I just want Spider-Man versus an iconic villain. I guess we shall see. Well, there's lots of speculation around this from, you know, many different sources. I like my dystopian future. You like your villain future. We shall see. So that, you know, it's a rumor. We don't know if that's actually going to come out. It would be super cool. I mean, with it being rumored, who even knows how far away a movie like this could be. But I would watch it. And I know Illegal would be right there in the movie theater with me. So fingers crossed that this might actually happen because I think this would be cool to revisit that old character and, you know, make it mean more than a little cameo in No Way Home. Now we are going to pivot to what are you up to Wednesday? Wednesday. And Tectic, why don't you take us away? So I'm going to talk about a movie that I suggested and it was just such a feel good. I love feel good movies. Guys, 10 of 10 feel good movies. Always recommend it. But we watched Wildflower. This movie is a, it centers around a young girl whose parents have special needs. Her father got into an accident when he was 12 and her mother was was born with special needs and they found each other, fell in love and they had her. And it goes through kind of her life from child to a teenager and how her life's different, how they they worked as a family. And it was just, it's such a heartwarming story. The way that they tell the story and, and go through the timeline, it just, it's its funny, it's sad, it hits all of the different emotions that you'd want to feel in an hour and I believe 45 minutes, and it's just a good time. So I 100% recommend checking out this movie. And then the other movie we watched was The Outlaws. This is just a silly comedy. This doesn't hit all the, all the strings, all the notes as Wildflowers. This movie centers around a son-in-law whose parents are, or whose in-laws are outlaws. It's a little play on words, but I'm not giving anything away here because it's in the trailer. And it kind of just goes through the the commentary of the, the quintessential son-in-law talking bad about his in-laws and, oh, well, you just don't like them kind of tropes. And it's, it's an entertaining watch. I'd probably give it like, a six or a seven. It's not the best movie, but like I said, it's turn your brain off and sit back and enjoy the ride kind of movie. It kind of gave me like almost like Chuck vibes, obviously not the same. Like they're not spies, they're outlaws. It's not quite the same storyline. Chuck was significantly better. Well, obviously Chuck is a TV show that had multiple seasons and hour long episodes to develop the characters and stuff. But like at its heart, you have a goofy guy kind of thrust into this action role that by all means he shouldn't be good at, but somehow kind of sort of is in order to, you know, do what he thinks is the right thing. 
And that's that's what you kind of get out of Chuck on a, a different scale, obviously. But yeah, it obviously was not as developed because you only had, I think it was just over an hour and a half of movie. Definitely didn't develop the characters as much. But I think Adam Devine works really well in this type of role. And it was entertaining. What more can you really ask for? Nothing. But yeah, that's all I've got for my what are you up to? <laughs> so the other thing that we've been watching, and this is not a movie, this is a TV show, but we've been watching season two of The Bear. And if you're not familiar with this show, Jeremy Allen White, who was also in Shameless, plays a chef who returns home in the first season to help manage like the family chop steak restaurant it's more like a fast food sort of joint but he's like a world-renowned chef so he wants to try to like elevate the restaurant as he takes it over after his brother passes and you know in season two it's a little bit different i don't want to give any spoilers away but essentially instead of you know looking at the restaurant as an in-action entity Season two is kind of taking more of an individualistic look at all of the characters and giving you a deeper, you know, kind of picture of their motivations and how they're growing and becoming, you know, individual cogs in the greater picture of this restaurant. And we haven't quite finished it yet. We have one more episode left to go. But, you know, in the beginning of season two, I was a little bit like, mm, this is kind of getting off to a slower start, especially when compared to the hectic mayhem of the first season. Because like I said, the first season really focuses on the restaurant and season two focuses more on the individual characters. And I thought it was a little bit slower, but now that I'm starting to see all of the individual pieces come together, it's a really well done piece of television storytelling. And I can see why it's getting great reviews across the board. There's also a lot of like really big star cameos. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. The guy who plays Saul Goodman in Better Call Saul, whose name, Bob Odenkirk, that's his name. Couldn't remember. There's a lot of cameos, though. Jillian Jacobs is in an episode. Honestly, really enjoying it. It's kind of crazy, though, because like I feel like there's so much happening that it could easily be more than the 10 episode run that it currently has. But at the same time, maybe that would make it too much i don't know there is one episode that is very hectic um very well done but just like hurt my brain a little bit but it was very very well done yeah i think we had to stop it mid-episode yeah we did um it was very intense but yeah it's it's pretty good if you haven't watched the bear it's on hulu you should check it out it's one of the more original shows that i think we've watched in the last few years so make sure you get that a look-see and then the other thing that i've been watching and technic has not been watching because it is very much a chick flick but it's not a movie um the summer i turned pretty is back for season two and there are several episodes out now it is releasing like the first three episodes came out of season two and then you know it's gonna release on a weekly cadence on amazon prime and i did not read these books and i'm also probably not the target audience it is definitely a very high school show but i started watching season one last year when Tectic had COVID and I did not and he was kind of like quarantining in a room and I was like what could I watch that he would have no interest in and I watched that and Euphoria and then it turned out he actually wanted to watch Euphoria but oopsies but the premise of the show and it's all based on a trilogy of books is that these two families consistently go on vacation together over the summer the one family owns a beach house they go there and there's two brothers in the one family and then the other family there's a brother and sister and obviously a love triangle forms between the two brothers in the one family and then the sister in the other and it's just about you know the the differing you know will they won't they between all the three main love triangle characters and without reading the books 
I have I have an opinion. And if you haven't watched the show, feel free to tell me my opinion is wrong or think that this is silly and just fast forward. I don't know. But there's a love triangle and all the people who read the books and on the internet are like, oh, I like Conrad. He's like the broody, moody brother who kind of treats her like poop. And then all of a sudden he's like, I love you. Be with me. As soon as his brother starts to show like interest in her and she has had like a crush on him her entire life. And so she's like, oh, my God. And they swoon. But I don't like him because I think he's just like... I know he's going through a lot mentally and emotionally, but you shouldn't treat people like poop. And the other brother is just like golden retriever energy. It's always like super nice and super caring. And I just don't understand why people don't like the other brother, Jeremiah. I don't get it. I'm not even watching it with her. And she'll literally say out loud, ugh, he sucks. He, I mean, okay, Tactic watched an episode with me. No, I wouldn't call it watch. No, it was kind of like, like poke my head up. Yeah. And even he said the moody brother sucks. And the other one is just yeah, like it's a almost, nice guy. Almost instantly, you're like, oh, that guy sucks for sure. But like the internet is enamored with a brother that sucks. And someone please, I don't know, I guess illuminate this situation for me because I think he sucks. And apparently everybody loves him and I don't get it. But hey, here we are. I'm not in high school. So maybe I'm not the target audience for this. Tactic, do you have anything else to share? this week no i do want to tell them though when we when we're closing out this episode a little message on our way out all right well that is this week's episode of the online warriors podcast so sorry that we don't have any trivia for you guys this week that will be coming back in a couple weeks when the full cast is back on the show wish illegal well on his fun super fun vacation we will be continuing to hold down the fort and in the meantime Stay safe and keep on podcasting.